An Integrated Workflow for Cross-Linking Mass Spectrometry An article by Marta Mendens, Christian Speck, Yuri Rapsilber and others from Technische Universität Berlin, Germany Molecular System Biology, 2019 Abstract We present a concise workflow to enhance the mass spectrometric detection of cross-linked peptides by introducing sequential digestion and the cross-link identification software Xe-Search. Sequential digestion enhances peptide detection by selective shortening of long triptych peptides. We demonstrate our simple 12-fraction protocol for cross-linked multiprotein complexes and cell lysates, quantitative analysis and high-density cross-linking without requiring specific cross-linker features. This overall approach reveals dynamic protein-protein interaction sites, which are accessible, have fundamental functional relevance and are therefore ideally suited for the development of small molecule inhibitors. Introduction Cross-linking mass spectrometry, CLMS, has become a standard tool for the topological analysis of multiprotein complexes and has begun delivering high-density information on protein structures, insights into structure changes and the wiring of interaction networks in situ. The technological development currently focuses on enrichment strategies for cross-linked peptides and mass spectrometric data acquisition including newly designed crosslinkers, MC2 cleavable crosslinkers, in particular, have celebrated recent successes for the analysis of protein complexes or complex mixtures. The focus on bespoke crosslinkers has left general steps of sample preparation, such as protein digestion, with less attention. Triptych digestion generates cross-linked peptides of considerable size, a quality that has been exploited with their enrichment by SEC, but one that poses as a potential problem regarding their detection. Replacing trypsin with proteases such as gluxy, ASPN and chymotropsin does not change peptide size distributions fundamentally. We reasoned that sequential digestion could reduce the size of large triptych peptides and offer access to sequence space that otherwise would remain undetected. We therefore followed trypsin digestion with subsequent digestion by alternative processes and developed Xe-Search, a database search engine allowing the search of multiple datasets resulting from the application of our protocol. This novel approach expands the detectable structure space in proteins, allowing it to capture dynamic regions in protein complexes that are mechanistically important and therefore a priori druggable, however, that hitherto have remained undisclosed by cryo-EM due to their flexible nature. Results Sequential digestion increases the number of identified cross-links. We first tested this workflow in a standard mix of 7 base sulfosokinyl midyl suberate BS3 cross-linked proteins. 
Importantly, these structures are known and hence offer an independent assessment of false identifications. For digestion conditions, each giving three SEC fractions resulted in a total of 12 acquisitions, which is the protocol applied to all subsequent analyses presented here. The results of this protocol for our standard proteins were compared to a parallel digestion using the same four enzymes and using trypsin alone in four replica, maintaining the analytical effort comparable in all three cases. Sequential digestion produced the best results when compared to replica analysis and parallel digestion. Before assessing if these improvements translated into a gain of information in biological applications, we investigated the origin of the added data. Indeed, sequential digestion led to a smaller peptide than trypsin alone, and moved the mass distribution of theoretical cross-linkable peptides more into the mass range typically detected by our instruments. For short peptides, we noticed a protection effect based on the number of peptides containing missed cleavage sites and on the number of missed cleavage sites relative to peptide length. These aggress with reports that serine proteases lose efficiency as peptides shorten. Although ASPN is a metalloprotease, it showed a similar loss of efficiency for short peptides. Notably, we observed a bias towards maintaining triptych C termini. Cross-linked peptides with two triptych C termini are more frequently identified, while those with C termini generated by the second protease are less frequent than expected, relying on N termini as internal reference. This identification bias is consistent with better fragmentation behavior of peptides with basic C termini and testifies to the importance of trypsin as part of the protocol. We then tested the sequential digestion approach on samples of increasing complexity ranging from single proteins UGGT and C3B to the OCCM DNA replication complex. The 26S proteasome and high molecular weight fractions of human cytosol. A quantitative experiment was performed to assess the efficiency of sequential digestion combined with the QCLMS workflow. Additionally, we tested the approach using two different crosslinkers, the homobifunctional crosslinker BS3 and the heterobifunctional photoactivable crosslinker sulfosuximidyl 4-4'-azipantoetate-SDA. Compatibility with photo and quantitative CLMS UGGT was one of the data-assisted de novo folding targets of CASP-12, for which we contributed data in the form of 433 unique residue pairs obtained the 4% FDR, using SDA as crosslinker and 26LCMS runs. Using sequential digestion, we now identified 1,523 unique residue pairs in only 12 runs, with 5% long-distance links, were mapped onto the structure released by CASP organizers. The 300% increase is observed links comes 
at uncompromised reliability. Consequently, the sequential digestion protocol improves high-density CLMS by a clear increase in the number of residue pairs while simultaneously reducing the analytical effort needed to detect these. We next combined quantitative CLMS with our workflow to investigate the dimerization of C3B. Thioester-mediated dimerization of C3B is a key process of the human complement response enhancing the efficiency of C5 conventase formation, which ultimately leads to clearance of pathogens from human blood. However, the structure of this dimer is currently unclear. The reactive thioester could result in a random orientation of the two C3B molecules in a dimer. Alternatively, auxiliary factors or self-organization properties of C3B could mediate a preferred orientation. We here investigate C3B alone and find it to form dimers in the absence of active thioester and auxiliary proteins. We quantified 293 unique crosslinks, about three times more than with trypsin alone, which lends robust support to a bottom-to-bottom orientation. These suggest non-covered interactions between C3B molecules led to a preferred dimer orientation, which implies the thioester-bridged dimer would follow this arrangement. Non-covalent interactions thus self-organize C3B into a productive dimer, as this arrangement is compatible with the subsequent molecular events of the complement cascade by allowing unhindered binding of factor B at the top of C3B. A novel and functionally important contact in the OCCM complex. Turning our attention to protein complexes, we investigated the OCCM complex, a helicase-loading intermediate formed during the initiation of DNA replication. Recently, a 3.9-armstrong structure of Saccharomyces cerevisiae OCCM on DNA was obtained by cryo-electron microscopy, supported by CLMS. We identified 682 residues pairs from the same sample analyzed before with large contribution from sequential digestion. Interactions observed now include known CDT1, MCM2 and MCM6, but also MCM2 ORC5 interaction. This led us to delete the C-terminal 20AA of MCM2 and analyze its biological relevance in a well-established in vitro helicase loading assay which recapitulates the in vivo process. The deletion mutant did not affect ORC, CDC6, CDT1 and origin DNA-dependent complex assembly under low salt conditions, but several impaired the formation of the high salt stable double hexamer the final product of the helicase loading reaction. This is an exciting result, as it highlights a novel and essential role for MCM2 C-terminus in a lead step of MCM27 double hexamer formation, a process that is only poorly understood. Moreover, the CLMS data show that the MCM2 C-terminus is involved in a network of interactions 
with flexible domains of ORC6, ORC2, and MCM5, indicating dynamics at the MCM2, MCM5 DNA entry gate, which could represent an ideal target for the development of inhibitors with potential as anti-cancer therapy, as dynamic interactions have improved drugability characteristics of a stable protein interactions. Indeed, expressing MCM2, 7-delta-C2 causes dominant lethality, the ability of CLMS data to complete the cryem structure of the OCCM complex by providing information on dynamic context proved here essential. Note that 15% of our residue pairs falling into the published OCCM structure were long distance. This indicates that CLM as unveils dynamic aspects of protein complex topology also regions of the structure accessible to cryem, as will become even more evident in our protease analysis. Conformation diversity of the 26S proteasome. We next analyze the Affinity Purify 26S proteasome sample containing more than 600 proteins. The results of our workflow compare favorably with the largest analysis reported on this complex to date in terms of numbers and in terms of agreeing with the structure of the individual subunits. Links between proteins reveal a large amount of topological variability in the proteasome with 30% being not covered by current cryem-based models and thus extending our awareness of the proteasome structure to more dynamic regions. Long-distance links are mainly distributed in the base of the proteasome where ATP binding and hydrolysis lead to a large conformational variety. Indeed, some of these links not matching to one structure of the proteasome mapped well to alternative conformational states stabilized by ATP analog. State-specific cross-links were found predominantly in the AAA ATPase-dependent heterohexameric ring, indicating rearrangement of RPM5 relative to RPT4. In the S2 state, our data support RPN1 being translated and rotated to be positioned closer to the AAA ATPase. Cross-links therefore support in solution the cryem-based model of substrate transfer to the mouth of the AAA ATPase heterohexameric ring and point towards the existence of additional conformational states that remain to be defined to fully understand the complex's function and that they may offer as conformal specific interactions prime intervention points for small molecular inhibitors. Exportation of the human cytoplasm To probe our 12-fraction protocol in large-scale CLMS, we analyzed seven high-molecular-weight fractions of human cytosol. We identified 3,572 unique residue pairs. This is in line with recent studies reporting 1,663 and 3,045 unique residue pairs, respectively albeit using a cleavable crosslinker and analyzing wall cell extracts. While the overlap between the published data and ours is low, this will be influenced 
by factors such as the different starting material and different analytical strategies. Our protein-protein interaction network including previously observed complexes such as MCM27 complex, the 26S proteasome, the ribosome, the copay complex and TRIC-CCT complex and the HS90B CDC37 CDK4 complex. For the 26S proteasome, we are able to distinguish between different states defining flexibility in the AAA ATPase ring. This indicates the ability of our protocol to unveil dynamic interactions in mixtures nearing the native environment complexity of proteins. Xesearch Identification of crosslinks from mass spectra. To analyze the mass spectrometric data of these and other studies, we developed our database search software Xesearch. The algorithm of Xesearch has been described conceptually before. It follows an approach that computationally unlinks crosslinked peptides and by doing so circumvents the N2 database problem of crosslinking. Like PayLink to Stavro X and Kojak, Xesearch allows to search any crosslink and protease specificity. Thus, Xesearch's performance was assessed against these three alternatives. Stavroix became non-responsive and was not pursued further. Kojak was paired with Peptide Profit and Xesearch with CFDR to maximize results and control the error rate. We assess the error on the level of unique residue pairs as this is the actual information of interest. This is native to CFDR while for Kujak and PLink2 the output was sorted by score on the level of PSMs. Only the best scoring PSM per peptide pair was kept and a 5% FDR on the now unique residue pairs calculated. By default, Xesearch weighed the likelihood of a K versus S, T or Y being involved in a crosslink higher to reduce the number of unique links without strong support by data. For the purpose of comparison, Xesearch was run with this feature enabled and with this feature disabled as known of the other tools are supporting a similar consideration. Xesearch reports 91% more unique links than Kojak plus Peptide Profit and 45% more than Peeling 2. Note that we and the developers of these tools could not pair Kojak with Peptide Profit for sequential digestion. To check the reliability of residue pairs uniquely reported by Xesearch, we assessed them for the structure rigid proteasome core particle. Less than 3% were found to be long distance and thus very plausibly false, which is in good agreement with the expected FDR of 5%. In summary, Xesearch performed very favorably compared to other universal software for CLMS. Discussion Sequential Digestion Novelty the use of proteases or then trypsin to achieve complementary information in proteinases dates back to at least 1987. Since then, several works use parallel digestion and fewer use sequential digestion to increase sequence coverage. 
and or complementarity in simple protein complexes, proteasomes, phosphoproteasomes, and other post-translational modifications. In CLMS, paradigestion was reported first by Pinksy and others in 2009 to increase complementarity and target a specific crosslink site. Line and others in 2012 presented crosslink data obtained when using in parallel five different proteases on a mix of standard proteins. Unfortunately, it remains unclear if the parallel use of five proteases would have been outperformed by simply five times reanalyzing a triptych digest. Reanalyzing triptych digests results in additional crosslinks between detected also seen here. We then analytically prove that parallel digestion outperforms repeated injection of triptych digests for cross-link detection, albeit moderately. Importantly, we expand these by showing that sequential digestion is even better. We underpin these observations by proposing a mechanistic model that explains why sequential digestion outperforms parallel and repeated use of proteases. Outperforming repeated use of trypsin is linked to sequentially digested cross-linked peptides being smaller, which in fact improves detection rates as most observed peptides fall between 1000 and 2000 Dalton. The second digestion targets primarily long peptides as can be seen both in the surviving long peptides as well as in the observed short peptides. Consequently, sequential digestion is effective and does not shorten cross-linked peptides such that they become less observable. Outperforming paradigestion is linked to the detection bias of proteomics towards peptides with triptych serotomy that has been noted for linear peptides. Cleaving a cross-linked peptide and terminal of the cross-link site maintains the triptych C-terminus while cleaving C-terminus leads to a non-triptych C-terminus. During digestion both should be equally likely, however the former will be more likely to be detected which is reflected in our data. As all cross-link peptides of parallel digestion other than those of trypsin use are lacking triptych c termini parallel digestion has a marked disadvantage. Search software comparison In our hands, C-Search performs favorably when compared with other crystalline search software packages. However, a software comparison involving only developers of one of the software packages will likely always be incomplete. A balanced evaluation of the merits of cross-link search tools would ideally be based on a community-wide effort with contributions on developers of the respective software packages. Here, we were restricted to software tools that supported sequential digestion and that supported a comparable set of features as used in our data analysis. One such point is that we search BS3 with specificity to lysine, serine, theonine, and tyrosine. These already excludes many cross-link software packages due to their restriction to lysine only. Furthermore, we place linkage sites in the absence of strong distinctive evidence preferentially on lysine. 
to our knowledge, this is not supported by any other crossing search software. For the comparison, we removed the preference likely inflating force results. Protocol applicability. Most published protocols are tested only for specific samples and application areas. Furthermore, workflows tend to build on one specific combination of crosslinker and database search tool. In contrast, we deliver a protocol with broad applicability, demonstrating its use in protein dynamics, protein complexes topology, conformational changes, and using homo and heterobifunctional crosslinkers. Our integrated workflow utilizes standard crosslinkers without special chemistries to assess analysis. This permits the sequential digestion workflow to be combined with other crosslinkers, such as MS cleavable crosslinkers. Recent large scale studies have successfully used MS cleavable crosslinkers. Note, however, that our work uses standard crosslinkers at no obvious disadvantage. Importantly, MS cleavable crosslinkers have yet to be combined with high density crosslinking and are likely incompatible with crosslinking by non canonical amino acids. Motivating efforts in keeping cross-link chemistry and analysis workflows separate. Our protocol supports these drive and provides a concise, universal protocol to increase data density and ease of use for CLMS in diverse applications. In particular, we are able to identify dynamic protein interaction regions and topologies which are notoriously difficult to detect using conventional structural biology methods due to their flexibility yet are prime therapeutic intervention points, as these important interactions are only short-lived and therefore druggable. Complementarity of CLMS to cryo-electromicroscopy Crystallography and cryo-EM employ averaging approaches to obtain high-resolution structure information of proteins or protein complexes. Structural heterogeneity is not compatible with crystallography, while novel cryo-EM data analysis approaches can deal with some conformational heterogeneity. Nevertheless, cryo-EM also fails to visualize flexible regions. Indeed, in the context of the OCCM cryo-EM revealed the overall organization of the 14 subunit complex. However, in an area of high protein flexibility, which encompasses the important MCM2 MCM5 DNA entry gate of the MCM27 ring, the EM structure was hampered by low resolution. By CLMS, a new network of interactions was detected in the DNA entry gate involving MCM2, MCM5, ORC2 and ORC6. Moreover, we showed that MCM2 interaction with ORC6 is function relevant and a small MCM2 deletion in the interaction surface strongly affected helicase loading and caused lethality in vivo. As such, CLMS and CRAEM can synergize to identify and characterize flexible regions in protein complexes, which have important functionality. Interestingly, protein-protein interactions identified by CRAEM in crystallography are nearly impossible to target by small molecules, 
since they are very long-lived and due to their hydrophobicity and are accessible for water-soluble small molecules. On the other hand, CLMS employing water-soluble crosslinkers naturally identifies well-hydrated dynamic protein-protein interaction surfaces, which are typically less stable or context-dependent and therefore ideally suited for drug development. In summary, CLMS is uniquely capable of detecting flexible and dynamic protein interactions, which makes the technology highly synergistic with other structure approaches and opens a window of opportunity for drug development of dynamic protein-protein interactions. Thank you for listening to this article. Please follow me on Twitter, PubReading or on other podcast platforms so we can stay in touch and you can suggest an article.